Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. My name's James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Skis Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Skis, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rates. That's 863-294-5630 for Skis Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that... We change it together. This is our time. One, two, three. Let's start a revolution. Let's Mewe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. 
She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
Um, I think that um, you're going to have to have your red zone packages together. And when I, and you know what I mean by that, you're going to have some, you're going to have definitely have your red zone packages, you know, ready to go. Because again, um, that could dictate what you need to do to get back into a particular game. And so like, for example, uh, if you're down by eight points, you know what I mean? Um, at the end, you score a touchdown at the end of the game, you could go for three instead of a regular extra point to win the game. All right? So if you're down by nine points, you know what I'm saying, Win. So I'm not trying to, you know, I understand it's, you know, not you know, the usual thing what you're used to seeing. But for me, I kind of enjoyed it. I, I like the fact that they, you know, they interview the players after, as soon as they score or, or make big plays. I like the I fact like that. Okay, okay, okay. I like the fact that they took, you know, you can hear the, you know, the play calls and stuff like that from the coaches. And, and I, I like that. But I get what you're saying about the kickoff, my dude, because it's definitely not something that you're used to seeing. Definitely. I get it. I get that. You know what I mean? Uh, and as far as, as far as that is concerned, I did see, you know, um, again, you could, you could do that if, if, if it breaks right for you, because I think it was, what game was that I was watching? Was it the, um, Hold up, what game was that when I was watching? Was it the, the Los Angeles game? Los Angeles was playing Houston, I, I think. All right, the kickoff, and the guy fumbled. He couldn't handle the kickoff. And so the, the, the momentum, when he, the ball came right back into his hand, and it carried him right past the line. And he got up to like about the 40, 45 yard line. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it does look different. It looks different as hell. It's crazy. It, it looks crazy. But I think that, you know, they do that for safety reasons and safety purposes and stuff like that. But, um, again, all in all, I think it's a different kind of – it's a different brand of football. And like you said in the beginning, you was like, you're not used to, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of what – what did you say? It was kind of like a comedy act or you didn't, you yeah. didn't really – yeah, you wasn't really feeling it. So, again, man, I, I mean, I like, you know, um, the, the, the excitement. I like the, the, the crowds were nice. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah, they had nice crowds. Yeah, they had really nice crowds, man. They had really nice attendance, you know what I mean? And and so let me ask you this. We're, how we're walking the building, Oklahoma City, stand up. Um, do you think that this league has a chance to stick around, or you just think it's going to be, you know, the, 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 the excitement is going gonna, is gonna to die down? What do you think? I, I, think, I, think, it, I think it may stick around. Okay. Uh, it, it might give a couple people some looks that's you know, uh-huh. coming. That hadn't good enough gotten any looks to go into the NFL. Okay, okay, it'd, okay. It'd be, it'd, it it would launch some more more careers than the, the that uh, arena football, I believe. Okay, okay, I believe. And, and, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that you know that is that that is kind of like the idea. You know, the XFL has some players that you know, um, you know, had shots in the NFL and and, and it didn't work out for them and. Maybe this is where their chance to kind of get back into, you know, the the public eye. You look at uh, you look at guys like um, Matt McGloin. He's a quarterback for uh, New York Gladiators. You know what I mean? He you know had a decent game. Um, and, and guys like that, Cardell Jones, who is um, the quarterback for Washington, the Washington D.C. Defenders. You look at those guys, and you know, like you said, Wim Walker, this is a this is a chance for them to kind of you know um, remind people that they still can play. And they still have some life, but they still want to play, you know. Um, so you didn't really, you didn't really get a chance to watch the games. You didn't, you didn't really pay attention to it like that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. And, okay, it's cool. Also, cool. It's cool. I, we also, got, we got to get also, 
What I was gonna say is about that three and that two and that one, like you said. That so what they incorporated. This is this is this is just my take on it. Uh-huh. It's like you at the end of a basketball game. You can either shoot the right. two or you can shoot the three to try to uh, win yes, the game. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, because again, because again, Will Walker, there's no extra points, so you're not kicking for no extra points. So it's not, it's, it's, that, it's, that doesn't exist in the XFL. So, again, you're going to have to have your red zone packages ready. You know what I mean? So, again, and, and then that, that involves a different strategy because, again, if you're, if you're winning, you're beating me by eight, and I score a touchdown at the end of the game, you know, I got I to gotta go for three if I want to win. Or I can go for two and five and go to overtime. You know what I'm saying? I got to go for either the three or the two. The one is not, the one doesn't even come into play in that particular situation. So um, I'm going to run, I'm going to run down a couple of uh, 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 some, some um, a couple of uh, things that happened during, during the first weekend in the XFL. Um, I'm going to start with the New York gladiators. They, they surprised me, man. Um, you know, and, and again, um, the Tampa Bay Vipers, they did add some really, very bad offensive play. But the Guardians did make the most of their opportunities. Um, but the Guardians' defense, man, uh, two interceptions, three forced fumbles, and five sacks. I mean, uh, again, Matt McGloin, he only threw 480 yards. But, again, you know, that, if, if that's what it takes to win, then so be it. You know, and, and I'll take that, you know. But, um, again, they, they, they won. The crowd was enthusiastic at MetLife. And um, I, I like what I saw, you know. And I think that, you know, um, them not giving up a, a touchdown, kind of like you know the gladiators. They're gonna you know they're gonna defend the goal line. You know what I mean? They won't they won't let you in to get no touchdowns. But I like that. I like the enthusiasm. Um, the DC defenders. Um, the first half of that game, it wasn't really all of that. But I think that once they started firing on all cylinders, they looked like a good team. All right. Um, but they got to have more of a ground game because Cardell Jones can't scramble all day. And Donnell Pumphrey, I don't know if you remember Donnell Pumphrey. He was at San Diego State, and he's like the all-time leader rusher in NCAA college football. But, again, you can't give him the ball all day, you know. And I think that, um, again, Cardell Jones, he made, you know, he made up you know, for some off-balance throws with a couple of nice passes. Um, his receivers, Eli Rogers and Rashad Ross, to be weapons all year. And that secondary is crazy. But the DC, the DC defenders, their secondary is, is really, really, I don't want to say really, really good because, you know, what we're working with here, the XFL. But, you know, Doran Grant, Shamarco Thomas, Matt Elam, uh, Jason Myrick, those guys look kind of decent, you know what I mean? Um, and I liked what I saw. I, as far as the Houston Roughnecks are concerned, um, you know, I think the best, thing, the best thing that they did was not go with uh, Connor Cook at quarterback. Okay, that kid T.J. Walker tore it up. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he looked yeah, yeah. like he says he looked like he he looked like he belonged on the NFL team. The way he was throwing the ball, you know, and um, you know, if, if, we're, if we're talking about a face of the league, this is way too early to be talking about somebody being the face of the league. Um, you know, I, I, my vote might go for him, but um, again, I think that um, as much as June Jones, who's go ahead, go ahead, Wynn. What about uh, Jordan Cameron and, you know, with the Battle Hawks? You know, they was an underdog. They were supposed to lose. Yeah, they were supposed to, Dallas, yeah, a lot of people picked Dallas to win the, to, to win yeah, the title this year. Beat, you know what I mean? Yeah, they beat, they beat the Renegades, so. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, and, and, and just like just like New York beat Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay was supposed right, to be right. one of the top teams in the league. You know what I mean? But as far as you're bringing up, you, you brought up St. Louis, and that, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, um, Jordan Tamu hadn't started a single game, a professional game before he made his debut. Um, he had 286 yards from scrimmage. Okay, he didn't have any turnovers. Go ahead. Yeah, that was his debut. Now, just think if he would have debuted in the NFL. You see what I'm saying? If he would have debuted in the NFL, he'd have been sitting on the bench. On the bench. But this game Watching somebody else. Watching somebody else. Like we said, this was giving him a chance to get a look. Right. You know. Absolutely. That's what I just said. But I think that, you know, this is what he needed. It it was a good start for him. Very good start. You know? But I think that only time is going to tell whether, you know, St. Louis and that ball control approach is going to be sustainable. You know what I mean? Um, but I think if St. Louis can, 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 you know, Matt Jones and those guys can do their numbers on, on the defensive side of the ball, um, they, they can make some things happen. Now, St. Louis has a couple of um, ex-NFL players, uh, Terrence Garvin, okay, and uh, Will Hill, okay? Um, and he had an interception in the game. So it's no longer really a stress to see them make a decent run now. Now, when you talk about the Dallas uh, Renegades, um, they let St. Louis run the ball all day long. And and who's their coach? Isn't their coach, a, isn't their coach one of your homies, Bob Stoops? Bob, uh, in the he, did, he did all right. But uh, I, I really they only had 58 yards rushing. I, and, it I, was I, one, and it was one for 10 on third down. Now, see, and that's another thing. I didn't understand all that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand all that. It, it seems like they were just trying to – it was like a show, and, it, and, they, and they were trying to put the greatest show on earth on, and it didn't happen. You know, the coaching Well, right. you're right. You're right about that. You know, they got, you know, um, you know Stoops, you know, um, the uh, former coach at Oklahoma, and uh, Wynn Walker's homie. You know they got you know they got a lot of they, they got a lot of stuff to clean up there. But you know he he he's you know um, a winning coach. He's oh you know he does his numbers, man. So again, I'm not going to say that you know Stoops is garbage now, whatever. It's because of one game. And I think that um, if you put Landry Jones back at quarterback, I think that you know we'll see and um, some things might be able to open up for them offensively. Okay. Right. right. Um. What else do we want to talk? We're talking XFL with my man, Wynn Walker, chat on the check-in from Oklahoma City. Um, and I appreciate you again for calling in. Um, the Seattle Dragons, okay? The Seattle Dragons yeah, play yeah. Washington. Um, I think that, you know, you know, they, you know, people saying that they didn't really have a lot of talent. I think that, um, you know, their performance was a lot better than what the score said. Um, Jim Zorn, he coached a little bit too conservatively at times, kind of reminded when he was coaching the Washington Redskins, okay? Um, and um, Brandon Silvers, who was the quarterback, he got hurt late in the game. And so it remains to be seen, how, you know, what he's going to do moving forward. But I think that, um, you know, Seattle definitely shows some fight, and they have some playmakers on their team. Kenneth Farrell, Trey Williams, and Ricky Prohl's son, Austin Prohl's. Okay, he had 88 yards and two touchdowns. So, you know, Seattle could do some things. They got, you know, some some room for improvement. Um, The Los Angeles Wildcats. Wow. Um, They already already fired a coach already. Pepper Johnson. 
First day. Yeah, first they, day. <laughs> they got rid of him already. I, I, you know. Go ahead. And, and they they fired the, the coach and the uh, DC. I think yeah, so. Pepper Johnson. Pepper Johnson is is, is the, is the uh, was the defensive coordinator. Um, yeah. yeah, this team was supposed to make you know supposed to make their hay on defense, but instead you know we talked about PJ Walker earlier and he lit him up, you know. But I think that um you know Los Angeles really needs Josh Johnson to get healthy, their quarterback. He really they really need him to get right so they can get right. Um, the Tampa Bay Vipers. A lot of people picked oh, them to, to, hey. to lead the to lead the XFL and wins. Um, I, 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 but I, picked, I, I picked them to have a good day with Callaway. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I think that um, you know, they only got three points against New York. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and no disrespect, but I think that you know their offense wasn't ready for what New York had on defense. And I New think York that Tre- you know, Mark Pressman, go ahead. I said, New York's the front runner now. They are. I, I'm not. I'm not going to make anybody up. We're just playing the first week, man. Jesus Christ, let them get it. Let them get it. Three, four, five weeks together. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, St. Louis. You could call St. Louis a front runner. They won that first game too. You could call them a front runner. You could call. All you know what I mean? No, I'm saying all the games. This is what I'm saying. All the games that I watched, uh-huh. New York had a. Uh, a good offense and a good defense. They were okay. They were okay, they look like the best team right now. Okay, okay, okay. Right I now, got you. they I look got they look the best to me together. Hey, hey, man. Hey, hey. Listen, if the New York, um, if the, if the New if the New York Guardians had PJ Walker at quarterback, they would be killing it. They would be killing it right now. So I, I understand what you're saying. I I got it. I got what you're saying. Um, but yeah, man, Tampa Bay. Aaron Murray, he was supposed to be. Everybody talked about him. You know, he was, uh, you know, coming, you know, play for uh, the Georgia Bulldogs, and he had a little bit of NFL, you know, experience or whatever. But um, yo, they they've got to do some things to turn this thing around. Word up. Um, this is after further review, man. Two point oh, two point oh. I got my man Wynn Walker in the house on the check in from Oklahoma City, and I appreciate you, Lord. We're gonna take a quick pause for the cause. When we come back, we're gonna get into. Um, some NBA. We're going to get into some NBA. I'm going to save the baseball stuff for later. But we're going to get into some NBA when we come back. This is after further review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. Sideline Pass. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause. Let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic. So visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. 
If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com. Ski's Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Ski's, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Ski's Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that... We change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's me we. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than One Nostalgic Weekend. Up in the sky! Look! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? 
Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg 365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today. Bong, 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 bong. This is after further review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. This is how we rocking for the 2020 season. Um, we just talked about the XFL, man. Um, my man, Wynn Walker, is on the line with me on the check-in from Oklahoma City. He wasn't feeling it too much, but I think it'll grow on him, man. I think it's going to grow on him. Um, Wynn, what's good, baby? What's good? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Let's get into that interview. Everything, everything. All right. Um, the 2020 NBA All-Star Game is coming up. Um, actually, it's this weekend, Sunday in Chicago. And um, I hope that people did their, their, their homework because this is not your grandfather's NBA All-Star Game. <laughs> not at all. When it was cut and dry, it was simple. You had the East against the West, and then you had the game go on, and you enjoyed it and just talked about it the next day at work. This is not right. that. You know what I'm saying? This is definitely not that. Um, I think that um, before we get into how the game is going to be played, um, I, I asked Wynn Walker behind the scenes who he'd like and, and for his East and West starters. Now, he said that he didn't want to clash with me. And I'm like, yo, this is, you know, it's, it goes by what you think. You know what I mean? So I'm going to ask you who 
would you have for your starting five? Just off the top of your head, man. Just, you know, just off the top okay, of your head. For the, the West or the East? Whichever one you want. The East, the East, the East, the East. Okay, for the East, I have Kimber Walker. Okay. Uh, I have Abayu. Okay. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I put Joel Embiid in there. Mm, okay. Uh, probably Cal Lowry because he's hot right now. Mm-hmm. That's five. Okay. And who you got for the West? Oh, of course, for the West. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Luka Doncic. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I have to agree with you as far as the East is concerned, man. Um, I have an agreement and I have a disagreement with you. Okay. Um, my five, I got Kemba Walker. I got Kyle Lowry yes. from Toronto. Okay. I got um, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, yeah. Of course. I got um, Jimmy Butler. Okay. And my fifth guy is going to be Zach Levine. That's, oh, my, that's, my, Levine. that's my five from the East. All right. See, that's, why, see, that's, why, we only, that's why we only come on once a week. That's why we only come on once a week, so we give you a chance to, to do your homework. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Um, oh, I disagreement with you. My disagreement with you in the East, I have Joel Embiid nowhere near my team. Joel Embiid, get the hell out of here. <laughs> but isn't Joel Embiid on, on alternates? Huh? Isn't Jack Levine an alternate? I think so. But I would have, I would have Jack Levine start. Okay. And, 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 right. and kick Joel Embiid out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel Embiid. Hey, Joel Embiid can pack his bags and go to Miami because that's where he wants to go. Him and, you know what I'm saying? Him and Jimmy Butler have been talking. Whatever. I, I, I think Joel Embiid. My thing with Joel Embiid, real quick before I get into my Western Conference players, I think that the, you know him not you know really getting into basketball until 2010. That kind of factors into what, you know, his all-around situation. And let me explain that. And what I mean by that is he doesn't really have the uh, – how do I say it? I don't want to say it to say that he don't have the heart for it. Um, I think that when he's, winning, when he's winning and he's dominating, he talks real greasy and talks slick. We saw what happened in the Eastern Conference Finals last year when Kawhi Leonard hit that shot. He started crying. <laughs> crying. <laughs> Baby. He's never, he's never going to live that down, yo. He's never all that, all that garbage that he was talking, and he crying. Oh no, we can't have that. There's no crying in basketball. Knock it off. You know what I'm saying? And for all you Sixer fans out there, hold that. Get at me. Get at me. And I'm a Knicks fan. Get at me. All right. Um, the Western Conference. I'm with my man Wynn Walker, Oklahoma City in the house. Um, my Western Conference team. I got Dame Miller. Yeah. I got I got uh Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron. Ah oh, man, I, I, and it's and it's a tough one for me, man. I'm thinking Luka Doncic, 
or I was going to say um, my man from the Phoenix Suns. Oh, uh, um, uh, what's what's the kid? What's what's the Devin Booker? Booker from the Phoenix Suns. Now I know, I know when I know I know I left off a lot of people. I, I mean, I left. You know, like you hey, said, you had Luka Doncic, you had James Harden. You know what I mean? Um, you know, uh, um, my man um, from the Denver Nuggets. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and, and I think that again, the West. That just goes to show you, man, that the Western Conference is is, is no joke. There are a lot of good players in the Western Conference, man. You know, uh, I left the homie off. I left. I left the homie off. Um, uh, Nikola Jokic. I left him off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My, my my Western Conference starters. But I think that you know. I think that we're both, you know, kind of, you know, um, what do I say? I think they kind of, we're, we're both kind of right in the way that we approach our teams. I like, I like the team that you have because you know why I win? For the simple yeah. fact that the way the game is going to be played this year. Right. You know what I'm saying? My second team got to have fire too because it's a whole nother game. Starting right. to zero. <laughs> so right. I had, you know, that's why I, that's why they put Kawhi Leonard in my starting five. He's going to lead the second squad. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Kawhi and Sabonis in the second squad. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this, the All-Star game is going to you know, have a lot of format changes this year when it comes to playing the game. So if you're used to seeing, you know, um, you know a, 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 a basketball shootout, where they don't really play any defense and things of that nature. Now, that might change. They might decide to play some defense this year because, you know, it's going for yeah. charity, you know what I mean? And, it's you know, I, I, I'm interested in seeing how they're going to, you know, uh, pay a tribute to Kobe Bryant. You know, it's going to be a whole lot of stuff going on as far as that's concerned. Now, let me run down how the format is going to go for the All-Star game this year. All right. The score, we talked about it. The score is going to be reset to 0-0 after the first and second quarter. So what you mean to tell me is after 24 minutes of basketball, the score is going to be 0-0 at halftime. That's what you're telling me? Yeah. That's what you're tell, you telling me. After, <laughs> after, after they played 24 minutes, the score is going to be 0-0. That's what you're telling me. Like we didn't do nothing. <laughs> like, we didn't, like we didn't do nothing. Right. Nothing. Um, the, winners, the winners of the first, second, and third quarter – will receive $100,000 per quarter. And they're going to donate that to a, 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 a sure. charity based out of Chicago of the captain's choice. So the captain for one squad is LeBron James, and the captain for the other squad is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And salute and respect and congratulations to Giannis Antetokounmpo for the birth of his, uh, I think he had a son the other day. So the birth of his son. So salute and respect to him. Um, at the end of the third quarter, the total now hope keep up with me now keep up because this gets confusing. At the end of the third quarter, the total scores for each quarter will be combined as it would be in a typical game. I don't even understand why they even had to say that. Like we just really, really don't know what the hell is going on. Like we can't add. At the end of the third quarter, for example, the score will be seventy to seventy. You mean to tell me you had to tell me that? <laughs> I've been watching, you know what I mean? Like, come on now, who are we talking to? Five-year-olds? Okay. Now, here's the real deal now. Pay attention. I'm going to say this real slow. Pay attention. The fourth quarter will not be timed, so there won't be any clock for the fourth quarter. Instead, 
They're going to set a target score. All right? So um, by adding 24 points, which is Kobe, Kobe Bryant's old uniform number, all right, to the total of whichever team has the lead through three quarters, all right? If the team that has the lead has 100 points after three quarters, their target score to win the game will be 124. I hope y'all. I hope y'all following that because it's, it will be it will be a test. <laughs> it will be a quiz on this. All right. So if the score is a hundred to ninety, the first team to get to one hundred and twenty-four points to win the game. That, that that's as simple as I can explain it to you. The winning team will receive another two hundred thousand to donate to charity, bringing the total up to five hundred thousand dollars. Now, um, I, I just I just don't understand why what the need to change the format of the game. You could have just said, you know what, the winning team is going to get this, and they're going to donate it to charity anyway. So why you just didn't have to play the game? Or you could say, this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. We'll put a million dollars up. Y'all play a regular game, and the winner. The million dollars will go to the to the the winning team's charity of their choice. What would be so hard with that? Or this? Uh huh. Go ahead. We'll, we'll put a we'll put a uh, we'll put a prize package up. Mm-hmm. The winner of the first the winner of the first half. They're they're dipping to the pocket first into the prize package, and then the winner of the whole game. You know, the winner of the second half. This way. This this is what I'm saying. Both sides can get something. The winner of the, like you said, a million dollars. The winner of the first half gets something. So, so the West wins the first half. That'll give the the East, even though they might be losing, a chance to win them two quarters out the second half and win some money. Even though the, the West can win the whole game. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Right, I got you. I, I, I mean, they, they make it so complicated, man. Like, yeah. you really didn't have to, you know, do all this extra stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the part that kills me. You know, who are you trying to impress? Like, Adam Silver be wilding, man. I don't understand that, man. It's like, no disrespect to, you know, what I'm getting ready to say, but it seems like, you know, the, the tragic, you know, um, situation that happened with Kobe Bryant and Gianna and, and the rest of, you know, the people that were on that helicopter, it kind of scrambled their brain. Because they're going way out of pocket just to try to justify saluting Kobe, you know what I mean, and, and, and paying homage to him. You could have put you could have put LeBron's team at number eight. You could have put Giannis' team at number twenty-four. Played the game, put up a million dollars for charity, and win and take all. What's wrong with that? That like, what, what, I mean, what would been so hard about that? So. And again, man, I'm not I'm not disrespecting nobody and nothing like that. It's just that you you know again, people's attention spans are already so short, very very short, very short. So you calling yourself trying to add excitement to the game? I confusing the issue. You confusing the issue. I don't care what you say. You confusing it. I, I think you're gonna get a, a lot of people not watching. They're gonna yeah, they're gonna lose interest. Yeah, when yeah when they're gonna lose interest, man. They're going to lose interest in this, man. I mean, I think that a lot of people, like you said, they're not going to really watch it, but I think they'll be curious to see how they're going to, you know, pay tribute to Kobe Bryant. 
that, you know, I might be the inter- uh, interested part of the game. And then, um, I mean, if it's a good game, I can't even really call it a game win. I can't even really call it because it's not a game. It's like they're playing the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, and it's not really going to count until the last, you know, whoever scores that last 24 points. That's when it's going to get good. You know what I mean? So, I, I, you know, you're you confusing the issue. I guess they wanted something to talk about, and me and you, we're sitting up here talking about it right now. So I guess they, you know, they, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they, did, they did what they were supposed to do. Um, we talked a little bit behind the scenes about the WNBA, man. Um, chime in on that a little bit, man. What's your thoughts on the WNBA? Okay. And what they're doing. I feel, uh-huh. you know, they did, like you said, they're, uh, we're behind the scenes. They, they, they got a new CBA. You know, for the people out there that don't know, that's the collective bargaining agreement. That's between right. the players and the league. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that the women need better salaries, and I think they need more games. Okay. And, and, and because I guess they don't think they'll sell out the marinas like the men would. I think it's a, mm-hmm. a, 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 a big following behind the women's game. Right. This is my opinion. Okay. Okay. I mean, and and, and I, I I can agree with you. And like we talked about the um, collective bargaining agreement, um, it is going to bring you know sizable pay increases. And the, to me, as far as with the with the particular league that we're talking about, with the women, it's going to you know add um, situations to help their families, help them with you know maternal and medical benefits because, you know, some players, you know, they play pregnant, so they'll still be able to get paid while they're pregnant and stuff like that. So I think that um, the medical benefits is going to help them. So I think that's really big. You know, um, a 31% increase in the salary cap, which makes the salary cap $1.3 million, okay? And a maximum salary for each, you know, a maximum salary a player could make is $215,000, which is up from one hundred and seventeen. Thousand five hundred dollars. So again, man, um, you know you could you could make more money with you know the marketing and stuff like that. Um, the rookies are getting a bump in their pay. So I think it's really really good, man. Um, this contract, the CBA, is going to last for eight years until two thousand and twenty-seven. We talked about players being allowed maternity leave with full salary. They're getting a five thousand dollar childcare stipend. You know what I mean? And then. You'll be able to have your um, children there because arenas are going to add areas for mothers, you know, and and so that you know they will have to leave their children at home, so to speak. Um, and this is the part. This is the part that really wild me out. Okay, veteran players can receive up to sixty thousand dollars. We're talking about the WNBA. Veteran players can receive up to sixty thousand dollars for adoption, surrogacy egg freezing, and fertility treatment costs. Like, I have no problem with that. I'm not going to get nobody on my deck about, uh, you said this, no. I, I'm in total agreement with it because women, you know what I mean, do, you know, adopt. Women do have surrogates, you know what I mean, and, and fertility treatment and things of that nature. So to even, even have that in your collective bargaining agreement says a lot. So I appreciate that, and that's dope. Um, each team is going to improve the housing options for players, okay? So instead of them be all being piled in, like, one-bedroom apartments, they'll be in two-bedroom apartments that can accommodate children. So they really, they're looking out for them. They're looking out for the women. I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Um, 
And teams that are on the road, they're going to provide hotel rooms for individual players instead of forcing them to share. You know what I'm saying? So I think, you know, that's dope, you know? But I think the most, the most important part of it, when I'm talking to my man, Wynn Walker, Oklahoma City in the house, it's after further review 2.0, 2.0. Um, it's revenue sharing. And that's important. Because on top of your salary, you know what I mean, um, you can, you know, uh, providing that they reach certain targets as far as broadcasting rights, licensing, and marketing. That's going to be very important for the growth of the league. And like you said, you know, if, once the league starts to grow, because, again, uh, Wim Walker, this, 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 the league is like, what, 23, 24 years old? So it's still kind of young. You know what I'm saying? But they're growing by leaps and bounds. So you figure by the time, you give them another five or ten years, you know what I mean? Of course, they're going to have another CBA by that time. You know what I mean? And the league will grow and probably expand into like maybe four or five cities. So, again, man, this is, you know, it's a, it's a good look. It's a good look, and I appreciate what they're doing, man. And I watch the WNBA. I watch it. I like it. You know what I mean? And um, I'm mad because Angel McCartney, one of my favorite players, I love me some Angel McCartney, man. She left the Atlanta Dream. She's now um, playing for the, um, the Las Vegas Aces. All yeah, right. She played for the Aces. Huh? Yeah, she played for the Aces. Yeah, she played for the Aces now, man. And uh, again, man, I, I I just think that again, you give it a chance, it'll it'll do what it needs to do, man. And I'm not mad at the WNBA at all, man. Not, I'm not mad at them at all. They you know they they did what they needed to do as far as you know growing the league. You got to crawl before you walk. You know, in any situation, you know what I mean. And I think that. With you know, um, you have you know that gives female young young ladies, young women, the incentives. Now they have a league that they can look up to. Um, talk about talk 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 a little bit about um about Shorty Duwa. Don't she play basketball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter, yeah, she. Yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Yeah, your niece. Yeah, she she over here. She doing her thing. You know, uh, she she set out the, the last part of the season. She uh she had surgery, and uh right. so she you right? Yeah, she had to get her adenoids and her tonsils and all that stuff removed. Oh, she, oh, she got okay. I know what that's about. Yeah, she got her tonsils out. <laughs> yeah, so she can no breathe doubt. better. No, right, right, right. Get, yes, sir. Get that wind, get that wind up. But yeah, we, yes, sir. I, you know I, that's why I'm you know kind of stuck on this WNBA because you know she's doing good and one of right, her right. actually. Actually, over here tonight, uh, spending the night. Okay. Okay. And uh, like we was me and her was talking, she was asking, you know, about the WNBA, how it is. They're just like uh, I was telling her. I said, well, some of the women that I didn't watch play in the WNBA, I went into the Hall of Fame. And she said, well, mm-hmm. they got a women's Hall of Fame. I said, yes, yeah, they, they do. W- they got a WNBA Hall of Fame. You know, uh, yes, they do. Catchers is going in. Jackson's going oh, in. Jackson, you know? right? Yeah. Right. So right. you know, it, it's it's real. It's real. You With know. Cash. Now, right. Yeah. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my inspiration. I want to make sure my daughter can see that they treat women the same way. You know. Right. 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 You that's know, important, man. And give them something. Real talk. That's very important, man. And I and I appreciate that, man. And again, how how old is she now? She's twelve. 
Okay, yeah. so yeah, so by the time you know she you know get out of high school and and and, and hopefully you know she goes to college and does her thing, or maybe she she she's so dope out of high school she could start out of high school and it'll, it'll be another collective bargaining. I'm I'm dead serious, you know, because hey, uncle uncle, hey, uncle needs some sneakers. <laughs> heck yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah, and, and that, you know that, that would be that would be a beautiful thing for them to start looking like they look at the men. And looking at high right. school players, right. one and done, one and done. It's going to be that way eventually. It's going to be that way eventually. Give them a little bit more time. Give them a little bit more time. By the time, by the by the time Shorty Duwap man is ready to get it popping, you know they'll be looking. They'll be out of high school games checking it out. Yeah, absolutely, hey, guarantee it. All hey, you got to do is keep your head on straight and keep the what's some grades looking like, yo. Oh, the grades are. Uh, uh, you know they got to be there first. That's first right. and foremost. Right. Every we don't play that. We don't play that. That's right. You know that. So we don't she play got, that. She got straight A's and one C, and she got in trouble for okay. that C. <laughs> you know what, 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 was, what, was what, was what was the C in? In math. And she don't like uh, math. I, I told her uh, she got to apply herself. <laughs> listen, she, listen, she better learn that math because when it comes time to negotiate them contracts, she going to need to know math. Try to tell you now. Hey, Absolutely. It's Uncle Chris. Hello? Yes. Hey, hey, beautiful. How you doing? What's going on? Nothing. You all right? Yeah. Okay, you okay. Next season. You ready for next season? No. You're not? You said no. Yeah, she's showing me her grades. All right, eight. Listen, it's, 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 it's going to be all right. Just, have, just, get, just focus on school, get your grades up, and, and, and do your best that you can do when you get out there on that basketball court. That's all. Because the WNBA is waiting for you. Okay. Okay? <laughs> all right. All right. Be good. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So everything is everything. And, and, and yeah, man, I think that, you know, um, and, and, and as, as far as the, you know, WNBA women are concerned, man, they, they deserve to, you know, get, you know, what they, what they get. You know what I mean? And again, I wasn't really with it at, at, in the beginning where they was, they wanted equality from the door. No, no. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? Even though I was following it from, from the Cynthia Cooper days and, and all of that, oh, they yeah. had to, they had to, they had to grow their league first. They had to grow the league yeah. first. And the league has grown. But and the league was, had to grow. Hey, Houston was it back then. Houston oh, yeah. Was back then. They was it. Houston, Houston Comet. They yeah. was it. They was it. Mm-hmm. I didn't keep it real. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, you see comments, man. Listen. But um, yeah, man. Um that 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 that's what it is. Let me get my hockey. Let me take care of my hockey people, man, real quick, man, because I know this baseball conversation is gonna be crazy. And then I got a spot to see the ranch. Let me take care of my hockey people. I got Wind Walker hanging out with me, and I definitely appreciate you, man. All right. Oh, uh, listen, yeah. as far as my hockey people, I got y'all covered, man. Some scores and some updates right now. Um, third period, just dropped the puck for the third period in Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay Lightning and the Penguins tied at one. All right. Third period in Buffalo, the Sabres lead the Red Wings 3-2. to two. Third period in uh, the New York Islanders lead the Flyers 3-2. to two. Third period at the um, Prudential Center in Jersey, the Florida Panthers lead the Devils 5-3. to three. Third period in Toronto, the Arizona uh, uh, Coyotes and the Maple Leafs tied at two. 
Uh, end of the first period in Winnipeg, the Rangers lead the Jets one to nothing. End of the first period in Minnesota, the Wild lead the Las Vegas Golden Knights. They lead the Golden Knights two to nothing. Dallas and Carolina playing in the first period. Dallas scored early. It's one nothing right there in Dallas. Um, nine o'clock, they dropped the puck. Edmonton hosting the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, Colorado Avalanche hosting Ottawa at 9 o'clock. And then we got a 10 o'clock drop of the puck in Anaheim where the Ducks are hosting the St. Louis Blues. Um, the NHL trade deadline is coming up, man. The 24th. You didn't think we knew that, huh? We talk hockey, too, over here, man. Don't get it twisted. We, we sports heads, man. You know what I mean? So um, the 24th is the trade deadline at 3 o'clock. Um, a few trade deadline targets that we want to talk about real quick because we got to get into this baseball conversation, man. We're really going to get it popping as far as the baseball thing. Um, trade deadline targets as far as the NHL trade deadline is concerned. Chris Kreider from the New York Rangers. Okay, Kreider, he's 28 years old. He's in the final year of his current contract um, with the Rangers who are trying to rebuild. Um, and, I said, and I think he's, he's expressed a little interest in signing the extension, but if they can't reach a deal, and I think that the Rangers, if they want to try to get some, something back for him, they should get, you know, they should get a pretty good deal for, for that left winger. Um, he brings, you know, speed, size, skill, and he'd be a valuable addition to a team looking to, you know, get to that Stanley Cup Finals. All right? Um, watch out for the Bruins, the Avalanche, the Penguins, and St. Louis among the teams that are interested in him. All right? Um, a couple of other guys we've got to talk about. Tyler Toffoli from the Los Angeles Kings. He's, a, um, he's 27 years old. He's a versatile forward. Will probably be traded from the Kings as you know Los Angeles tries to get younger. I mean, what what do they want to do? Put somebody out there, fifteen years old. He's twenty seven. He's not old. He's on the final year of his contract. He's been linked to Boston, Calgary, and Edmonton among other teams. Um, a couple more guys, man. Um, question for you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Playboy. Okay, what do you about? What you think about uh, Ryan Strong? You know, uh, in New York, do you think they should keep him or? You know what I'm saying? For the Which Rangers. New York team? Rangers the Islanders? Uh, the Rangers. I mean, I think the Rangers are in the middle of a rebuild, man. So I think that, you know, anything that can help them right now bring back something, you know what I mean? If, if you know, if, if they could find a, a, a trade partner. I, I like Ryan Strong, man. You know what I mean? He's a center, a right-handed shot, um, 26 years old. So, again, man, I think that I would rather him be a part of what the Rangers are going to do once they get good again. That's what I as far as, the Rangers, as, far, as far as the Rangers are concerned, man, I think, you know, we, we need to get some goaltending going on, man. I, I like Georgiev, yeah. you know what I mean? Because um, Hendrick Grunquist, man, I mean, come on, bro. He's 37 years old, you know? Yeah. So, I think that we need to kind of like, you know, um, you know, get ready to – prepare to replace him. And if you, you know, the Rangers have always been known to keep goalies around. Mike Richter, Eddie Jockerman from back in the days. I'm not mad at Henry Rumpus. All due respect to the king. He's the king, yo. But he's 37 years old. You know what I mean? So give these young guys a shot, man. And I just think, you know, back to your question. And I appreciate your question, man. I appreciate your question, man. You know what I mean? Keep me on my toes about Ryan Strong. I just think that he's a guy that, that he's going to be around when the Rangers get good. He's, okay. he's going to be around when the Rangers get good. And I, and I don't think it's going to take too long for them to get good. 
You know what I mean? I think they should, you know, I give it two years. I, yeah, yeah, about two years. Two years, they should be ready. Yeah. Two years, the record should be right. Stanley Cup playoffs. Like two years. Two years, they should be right. You know? Yeah. Um, and shout out to my people out there in Seattle, man. Um, they get ready to get a hockey team out there. They need an NBA team in Seattle, but that's another story. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, we got them. <laughs> we can, yeah. We can kill that noise. You can kill that noise. They hear. Laughing. I say you you can kill that noise. They in Oklahoma City. Their team is yeah, in Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, though? You know what, though? They, they, they wasn't stupid out there. They wasn't stupid out there. They kept, they, they was like, okay, y'all can go ahead and do what y'all need to do. But we're going to keep our colors. We're going to keep our team name. Right? Right. So the Seattle Sonics are coming back. They might not come right. back tomorrow, but the Seattle Super Sonics are coming back. Right. And I think right. that was, you know, that was one of the best, you know, the best fan bases in the league. Seattle, yeah, that was one of the best fan bases in the league. But they're but they're bringing, yeah, Gary Payton and all that. And even back in the day, man, with downtown Freddie Brown, Dennis Johnson, Lonnie Shelton, you know what I mean? Hey, so (laughs) yeah, no doubt. And uh, again, I think think that you know, with Seattle, you know, I think that's a, a great sports town. And I'll tell you, I've been to Seattle before, man. And I never been to Seattle when the sun was shining. Always raining. Yeah. Always raining, yo. Always, Always. raining. It's Always. mad. I'm like, what the hell is this? The sun was ne- like when, like when I go, to, like when I've been in Syracuse. I never been to Syracuse when I saw the ground because it was always snow on the ground. Always. Every time I went to Syracuse, it was snowing. I mean, not snowing like the 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 snow that y'all getting. It's snowing, my dude. Like, yeah. like stupid snow. Like for real, for real. Yeah. You know what I mean, it goes down up here. Yeah, but um, the Seattle, the Seattle. Um, they haven't picked the team a, a team name yet. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that um, when they come, when they come, I think the NBA, the NBA franchise is not gonna be too far behind. You know, because again, you got the Seattle, the the Mariners, you got the Seahawks. You get ready to have the hockey team. You might as well bring the NBA back to Seattle. You might as well. You might as well, yo. Word up. Yo, this is After Further Review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. I got my man Will Walker in the building with me, Oklahoma City stand-up. We're going to take a pause to the cause. When we come back, we're going to get into the MLB real heavy. We're going to talk some baseball. I'm going to give you my opinion on the proposed expansion for the Major League Baseball playoffs. At first, I didn't like it. But it's glowing on me. And I think I'm going to get Bob James to, to, to chime in on this one, man. We're going to take a quick pause of the call. When we come back, we're going to get into MLB. And then I got the three-minute rant for y'all, all right? Stop the further review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. Let's get it. We're in the green room.
right, man. I guess Wacko Bob is making some cookies or whatever. We in the building, man. This is after further review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sovereign Pass. All right, let's get into this baseball thing, man. When you still in the building? All right. Yes, not. Um, MLB, man. Baseball season's getting ready to start. Spring training is right around the corner. You know what it is, my Yankees and all that good stuff. Um, they're going to, they're, they're talking about, um, expanding the major league playoffs. I, I heard about it. I was like, nah, this is crazy. I, I'm not understanding. Why would you have now all of a sudden you to move from having 10 teams in the playoffs. Now you want to put 14 teams in the playoffs. You might as well put everybody in the playoffs. Then I said, you know what? How they're planning to do it is kind of like reality TV. Now, I got I to gotta explain this. It's going to take a minute for me to explain this. It's going to be really, really confusing to some people at first. But, again, baseball is considering a new playoff format, which means almost half of the baseball teams, which are 30 baseball teams, it'll be almost half of them will be in the playoffs. We'll make the playoffs. 14 out of 30 teams will be in the playoffs. So. Um, again, we're going to do it like this. We're going to explain it real slow. All right. Cause I, I'm just, I'm just learning this myself and it's not supposed to, um, take go into effect until 2022. All right. You got three divisions. You got the East division. You got the West division and you got the central division. All right. You got three division winners. East, Central, and West. Now, in prior years, you had two wild cards. This year, I mean, in 2022, the proposal is you're going to have four wild cards. Follow me. You got three division winners, four wild cards. That means you're going to have seven teams in each league in the playoffs. 17, that's an odd number, right? Everybody can't play everybody in the first round, right? Right? Okay. The top team, the team with the best record, is going to have a bye. Okay, follow me. The team with the best record. So whoever wins the division now, whoever has the best record out of the East, Central, and West, they get the number one seed and they get a bye. Okay. So that means you have number two and number three. Number two and number three are going to have their pick of the litter of the other four wildcard teams. So what that means is Yankees win the division. Uh, let's say the Angels are the second team. They get the pick out of whatever teams, whatever wildcard teams are left. They get the pick. So it's going to be set up like some reality show. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of confused at that at first. And then I said, you know what? It adds a whole bunch of strategy to the game. Because, for example, if the Yankees throw their best pitchers to try to win the division, they're not, you know, and they're first, so they have a buy. So that, that, that kind of like, okay, we don't have to worry about them. But let's say the other two teams, the Central and the West winner. They run their best pitchers because their pennant races are close. 
So now you get to pick the teams that you want to play in the playoffs, which is different. And it's going to add a lot of drama, okay? Those series, okay, are going to be three-game series, all played at the home, the home field of the division winner. So it adds a lot of excitement to the game because you know why? You win the first game. The second game becomes an elimination game. So that adds a lot of excitement. So you could have possibly have six elimination games. So I, I think that, you know, that adds some excitement to it a little bit. You know what I mean? And I think that that makes everything important from, from, from March 26th when the season starts all the way to September 27th when the season is over. Every game is going to be important. And I think that with the expansion of the playoffs, you know, you now you really can't complain about, well, if this if the, team, if the playoffs were expanded, our team would have made it because we were one game out. No, we don't hear that no more. You're in, you're in. So I think that um, baseball, you know, it all boils down to money. It's all about revenue in the first place. That's what it's all about. So I think that what happens with baseball right now, they try to you know, make the game exciting because people say baseball is boring and things of that nature. And I kind of get it, but I'm a baseball fan. I love baseball. I can sit and watch a 10-inning, one-to-nothing game and be hyped and charged. I can sit and watch a 15-to-3 blowout and be hyped and charged because I love baseball. But I think you want to, you know, they, I think they're trying to reach out to a younger audience you know what I mean? Because they, you know, there are, 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 of course, there are going to be different things to do. And then once September rolls around, football season, so they're going to have to compete with that. You know what I mean? So again, I think that is, it, I, I like it. I like it. I changed my mind on it. I think I like it. It's going to be very exciting. And um, this is coming from a Yankee fan because I'm figuring the Yankees are going to be number one anyway. They're going to get a buy anyway. You know what I mean? So we won't have to worry about our pitching rotation for the playoffs and things of that nature. We just have to win the division and, and be injury-free. But um, as far as the other teams are concerned, man, it's going to put a lot of pressure on them. You know, it's going to be – I put a lot of pressure on them, you know, um, especially, you know, late, you know, September and things of that nature because every game is going to mean something. You don't want to be, you know, one of those bottom four teams. You want to try to win your division. And then when we talk about the reality show aspect of it, when it comes around for teams to pick the teams that they want, it's going to be a big show. They're going to, they're going to milk this for everything is worth. They're going to milk it. What team are they going to pick? Who are they going to pick? So then that gives, you know, um, people like myself and, you know, uh, sports networks and sports talk. Things, something to talk about, something to, to, to estimate, to pontificate on, you know. So, again, man, it's going to be exciting. Um, I think that they should knock it off, leave it at seven. Because, again, you were arguing about, you know, when, we, when they first had expansion. Because at first you had East Division, the West Division. Those two division winners are playing the championship series, then they play the World Series. Then you added a wild card. Everybody went crazy. We like the wild card now. Then they added another wild card. We like that now. You know what I mean? But now, with the addition of two more wild cards and turning those wild cards into series, there's no more one and done. 
It's no more one and done. So because like teams, for example, like the Oakland A's, winning like 97 games and then losing because they lost the one-game play, one playoff. Wild card game. Is that fair? To me, that's life. To me, that, that's what it is. Things happen. So now, um, baseball, they say, you know what? We're going to make it a three-game series. Of course, that's more revenue. That's more money. TV money. Turnstile money. You know, so I get, I, I get what they're doing. But, um, again, anything can happen. Anything can happen. So now, you know, it just adds on to, to, to the excitement of what's going to, you know, go on as far as baseball is concerned. And, again, like I said, I like it. I think that um, now, you know, we can, you know, we can cut the noise out about, you know, this team should have got in and this team didn't get in and why, you know, it should the, the playoffs should have been expanded. There's no more conversation with that now. Seven teams. If you can't make it, if you can't be one of the top seven teams in your league, you don't deserve to get in. Period. Period. If you're not... They got seven teams. There's only 30 teams in baseball. So half of the league is going to go to the playoffs. What else you want? Baseball's turning into hockey. Half of the teams are going to be in the playoffs. That's nonsense. But we're in a different day and time now. So I guess you got to, you know, make it do what it do. But um, I just think that right now, as, you know, you're looking at it, and I think that, you know, um, we'll see. We'll see what it is, man, because, again, anything could happen in a, in a three-game three series. All right, that's the Further Review 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. You got the mayor in the building. I have Wim Walker in the house with me. I appreciate the homie, all right, for chopping it up. And um, we here live and direct, man, make it happen every Tuesday night, man, from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you want to get at me, I'm on Twitter at RMDesk. We got a um, Facebook page, After Further Review. Check us out. And uh, we do, we're making it do what it do, man. We got a lot of stuff going on, man. Shout out to my man, Chris Metal. All right, you can check me out on the Chris Metal radio show. He got his website. He got his um, app up, Chris Metal, Chris Metal radio show app. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you check us out, man. Um, no knockoffs radio, man. Every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night from... 9 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to my man, Harlem Fresh 125, Rocker Bash, Robbie Danksworth, Lord AAA, Baltimore J, and the homie Uncle Sherm. Shout out to Ms. Shauna Price, the hardest working lady in hip hop. So shout out to her. And shout out to everybody who checks out the show, man. The number's been up, and it's a beautiful thing, man. So make sure you rock out with No Knockoffs Radio. We got some things coming for you in 2020. Make sure you rock out with Action VR Network, man. All right? My man Bob James doing his thing, man. Um, and all the shows that are on the Action VR Network. And a shout-out to Spreaker for holding us down. All right? This is After Further Review, man. I'm going to get my little baseball talk in. As you know, I'm a baseball dude. I talked about the playoffs. Um, we got the over-unders coming, March the 1st. We got the over-unders coming on March the 1st. Um, that's basically, you know, um, how many games that each team is going to win. I already got the Yankees penciled in for over 100. Over 100. But we'll talk about that um, later on down the line. And um, let's talk about some teams right now, man, entering spring training because spring training is getting ready to start. Mookie Betts is now an, officially a Los Angeles Dodger. Officially. 
you know? So, again, um, let's talk about that. I think that Mookie Betts now moving over to the National League, he just took away a spot from somebody in the All-Star game. It happens. I think that um, David Price is the key. I think, um, you know, David Price pitching in the American League, he pitched for Tampa Bay, he pitched for, you know, Boston Red Sox and, you know, doing his thing. I think now coming over to the National League now, I think that, that you know, he's going to have a, uh, a decided advantage. Because I, I think that the American League pitchers are better than the National League pitchers. You could have Clayton Kershaw. You could have all those dudes. You could have Jacob DeGrom. You could have all those dudes. I like my American League pitchers. You could have Scherzer. You could have Strasburg. You could have those dudes. But I think that um, David Price, is going to really do some numbers over um, for the Dodgers this year. You know? Um, my Yankees, man, we haven't won the World Series since 2009. That was the last time the Yankees was in the, were even in the World Series. You know I'm tight. You know I'm tight. Yankees haven't been in the World Series since 2009, let alone win it. And since that time, the San Francisco Giants have won the World Series three times. The Red Sox won the World Series twice. The Chicago Cubs won the World Series one time. Houston Astros, Washington Nationals. The Kansas City Royals won the World Series. And they won two American League titles. Twelve different teams that won a pennant. Like, since 2009, which was the last time the Yankees won the World Series. All right, um, we're going to talk about a few teams, man. Um, in regards to the start of spring training, all right, we're going to, you know, do some different things as the season moves along, but, um, this is just right now based on spring training. The Yankees, you know, Garrett Cole, he's going to be the ace doing his thing. Um, I'm, I'm concerned about John Carl Stan. He needs to be the, he's the key. If John Carl Stan can stay healthy, and, and, and give us that back that we've been expecting for the last two years, I, I think it's going to be a cakewalk to the division title, a cakewalk to win 100 games for the Yankees. Okay, and we got Miguel Andujar coming back. He was hurt last year. So, I'm you know, with, this, with the career years that guys like, you know, DJ LeMayhew had and, 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 and those guys like that, the Yankees are going to be all right. I'm not worried about the Yankees at all. As long as we don't have any serious injuries, we'll be good. Um, the Dodgers, I mean, you know, they added Mookie Betts, you know, what else, what else needs to be said? And they added David Price. I mean, they lost, um, Keita Maata to the Minnesota Twins, but they replaced him with David Price. Speaking of the Minnesota Twins, they added Josh Donaldson. So I think, you know, right now they're speaking off the top, from the top of the head, I think the Twins are going to be a problem as far as the playoffs are concerned. The Twins are going to be a real problem. You don't want to see the Twins. But their lineup is crazy. And they added some more pitching to go ahead with, to go with Odorizzi and those guys. All right? Um, the Houston Astros, they're going to have a cloud hanging over them all season long. Shout out to Dusty Baker. Got the, um, he's the manager of the Houston Astros. All right? Justin Verlander is 37 years old. Zach Greinke is 36 years old. Lance McCullers coming off Tommy John surgery. Like, I, I don't know, you know, really what to say. And those other teams in the American League West are on the come up. The Angels, 
on the come up. You know what I mean? So I, I, Oakland A's. So I think that it's not going to be as easy for Houston, you know, this year to do what they do. But um, they could they could make it happen. The Atlanta Braves. I think that the Braves, you know, they're the defending nationally East champions, and um, they're going to only get better. You know, I think that year of experience did good for Ronald Cunha Jr. and the rest of that team. You know, they lost Josh Donaldson. I think that's going to hurt them a little bit. But they'll be back in the building. They'll definitely, it'll definitely be an interesting race this season in that National League East. Um, the Washington Nationals, defending world champions. Um, I think that, you know, what they have, they, they're still, you know, a formidable team. You know, Juan Soto is, is, is I think he's going to be 21 this year. Okay, with the pitching that they have and the experience that they have, I think that they're going to be right there. Like I said, the National League East race is going to be crazy. All right? Um, the Tampa Bay Rays. They were injured a lot last year, just like the Yankees. You know what I mean? Um, they still managed to win 96 games. I think um, if they have better health, you know, that should, you know, mitigate any, um, any you know, backsliding in, in, in the performance of 2020. And um, I think those Rays and Yankee games are going to be good. The Rays are going to replace the Red Sox as the Yankees' main competition in the American League East this year. Not worried about the Red Sox. Not worried about the Blue Jays yet. I said I'm not worried about the Blue Jays yet. And I'm definitely not worried about the Orioles. But the Tampa Bay Rays, they, they look like they're going to be about something this year. Uh, Oakland A's. They have some, you know, things to watch as far as their rotation is concerned. Um, so they get full season from Sean Manea. Remember, he pitched a no-hitter last year against Boston. Frankie Montes and uh, Jesus Lozardo, they'll be okay. They won 97 games last year. All right, pay attention to what goes on in Oakland. Um, Cleveland Indians. Whatever was going on with Jose Ramirez in the first two and a half months of the season last year, hopefully is a thing of the past. I, in the last 56 games that he played, he hit 325, 18 home runs, 55 RBIs, and 21 doubles for a team that, that, that won 93 games. You know, that, that is going to be um, better because I think that they got the Francisco Lindor thing out of, their, out of their system. Remember, they were trying to, you know, trade him and looking for a trade partner. He was supposed to go to the Dodgers and all that good stuff, but he stayed. So I think that that factors into the type of season that the Cleveland Indians are going to have, okay? Um, Boston Red Sox. Man, man, man. All those years that the Red Sox was calling the Yankees the evil empire, and then all of a sudden now they want to start spending money, and now they're getting rid of, they're getting rid of salary. One year removed. Now it's two years removed from a World Series title. They got rid of the best, one of the best players in baseball. They got rid of one of their, you know, one of their, you know, top pitchers. And now you still want to talk about we want to make a run at the Yankees. I don't think it's going to happen. All right. Um, this is after further review, man. 2.0, a.k.a. the sideline pass. We call it 2.0, 2.0. We're going to take a pause to the cause, man. And we come back, we're going to get into some more baseball talk, man. And, um... I got the three-minute rant coming before we get out of here, all right? This is After Further Review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. Sideline Pass. <laughs> 
let's get it. Canadian Aquatic Auctions, the place to be if you are into anything aquatic. Nelson Fletcher, owner and operator, has years of experience and wants to help you better achieve your aquatic needs and goals. So if you're an aquatic hobbyist and enthusiast, please visit Canadian Aquatic Auctions today. Their public auctions provide a venue to remarket all aquatic-related products, services, and equipment. If you are just starting out in the hobby, the site has a tack room where you can converse with other aquatic hobbyists like yourself. Canadian Aquatic Auctions is the eBay of everything aquatic, so visit Nelson at his site at www.aquariumauctions.ca or go check out his Facebook page as well at www.facebook.com slash Canadian Aquatic Sales. Together we can build lasting relationships that are based on listening and servicing your needs in a professional environment. Canadian Aquatic Auctions. James. For six years, I was a garbage can druggie. I would do any kind of drug I would get my hands on. But here at Teen Challenge, I've walked away from that drug lifestyle for good. If you know an adult or teenager who is struggling with a chemical addiction, Teen Challenge is there to help. Please, don't wait. Call us today at 417-862-6969 or reach us on the web at teenchallengeusa.com.
Ski's Watch and Clock, 106 West Central Avenue, Winter Haven, Florida, 33880. Located downtown across from the main post office. When you're short on time, he's right on time. For all of your watch, clock, sales, and service needs, call Ski's, 863-294-5630. Sales, service, free estimates, and reasonable rate. That's 863-294-5630 for Ski's Watch and Clock. This is our time. We play without limits. We create without rules. We are not for sale. We connect with the whole world. Every idea we've shaped. Every relationship we've cultivated. Belongs to us. We demand the freedom to be our uncensored selves. And when something challenges that, we change it together. This is our time. Let's start a revolution. Let's MeWe. Join the revolution at MeWe.com. Do you want to capture the best memories you can? Is wanting to preserve those memories your goal? Do you want your memories to last a lifetime? Do you want your memories to look beautiful in pictures? Well, if you live in Southern Oregon or Northern California, there's one place that you can save those treasures for a lifetime. Grateful Heart Photography. Abigail Summers is your solution for capturing your favorite moments and memories like birthdays, graduations, weddings, family portraits, single shots, and more. She can also capture the finest scenery shots around and make them available all across the country and around the world at a price that can suit your budget. So if you're looking for the right photographer that can preserve your legacy, look no further than Abigail Summers at Grateful Heart Photography. Call Abby at 541-890-4657 or message her at her Facebook page by searching Grateful Heart Photography. Much of her work is displayed there. Feel grateful for the memories captured by Grateful Heart Photography. Hi, this is John Therios. If you're looking for action-packed classic fun, look no further than one nostalgic weekend. Up in the sky! So fasten your seatbelts every week for a trip back into time. Only on One Nostalgic Weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, midnight Eastern, 9 p.m. Pacific on Action VR Network. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? Are you looking for a great education that's also in a great location? Check out College of the Siskiyous. We offer a variety of career and technical education programs, general education, and personal enrichment classes. With our new Reg365 process, you can register for any semester, any time of the year. With on-campus housing, an active campus life, competitive athletics, and expert guidance from our highly trained staff, College of the Siskiyous is waiting for you. Call us today.
Peace. What's going on? You already know what it is, man. This is After Further Review 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sauron Pass. You got the mayor in the building. Get at me on Twitter, at RMDesk. Thanks to my man, MC Windwalker, on the check-in from Oklahoma City and all of that. I appreciate you, my guy, for checking in. 954-246-0398 is the mathematics. I got my man, Bob James, holding me down behind the boards. Shout-out to Action VR Network, man. Make sure you check out what's going on. The state of the network is coming up soon. Make sure you stay abreast of what's going on in Action VR Network. Um, Shout-out to Spreaker, man, for holding us down. And uh, making the whole thing go for us, right? Um, I was talking about some baseball, man, as it pertains to spring training for a few teams, man. Um, and we left off with the uh, the Boston Red Sox, and it's funny. I think it's it's funny, man, because I've been a, I've been a Yankee fan since 1976, and yeah, do the math. I've been a Yankee fan since 1976, and I feel like you know it's always been, you know, the Yankees and the Red Sox, the Yankees and the Red Sox, the Yankees and the Red Sox. It's always been a thing. And I'm not mad at that, you know. Um, but I think the last, you know, maybe 10 years, maybe, I mean, the Red Sox have got, you know, a couple, you know, championships and things of that nature. They feel like they actually, you know, could compete with the Yankees. No, you can't. We got 27. All right. So, again, at the end of the day, we're always going to have more than you. Always. You can't compete with us. And that stuff about calling us the evil empire and stuff like that, that's because you was jealous of what we was doing. See, we're going to keep it 100 over here. I got no time. I'm not beholden to nobody. Nobody twisting my arm, telling me what to say. None of that. We know the Boston Red Sox been jealous of the Yankees for a long time. We didn't, we, we didn't put no gun to your head to say, give us Babe Ruth. I can't help it that Bucky didn't hit a home run in 78 that beat y'all. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help that we have a better team and always had a better team than the Boston Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox finally decided to dig in their pocket, pay some money out these last few years, they realized that that wasn't a, 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 a move that they should have made. wasn't a prudent gesture at this juncture. Getting my uh, President Bush on. And now they're dumping salary. And they traded their best player, Mookie Betts, because they didn't want to pay him. And I get the fact of the matter that you wanted to get something back for him before he walked away in free agency which is what he was going to do. But I, I, I just think that, man, all that time you've been talking about what the Yankees have been doing, then you finally decide to follow the Yankees' blueprint. You got some success. And I'm not even getting into the scandal. I'm not even getting into the, the sign-stealing stuff. We don't do that. We don't do that in the Bronx. We might steal your car, something else, but we're not stealing those signs. So, again, man, you know, the Boston Red Sox, man, you got a lot of work to do to catch up to what the Yankees do. And I know a lot of Boston Red Sox fans, and I laugh at them in their face. And they just look back, look away and be mad. Walk away muttering some nonsense about Pedro Martinez and no more Garcia Parra. Ha, ha, ha. Roger Clemens used to pitch for the Red Sox. Got him one with the Yankees, though, didn't he? Huh? 
You don't want no smoke with me, man. So to finish off a few more teams here, man, as far as uh, going into spring training, the Chicago Cubs. Um, remember last year the Cubs were in playoff position with two weeks to go before they fell apart last year. Um, you know, I, you know, the Cubs were the darlings of baseball a couple of years back. They won the World Series finally. They had a young team. Uh, you know, the Schwarbers of the world, the Chris Bryants, the Javier Baez's of the world, those guys. Now you want to try to get rid of Chris Bryant. So, I mean, you know, success sometimes is, 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 is kind of like, um, you know, it's, it's that thing that you reach for. And once you get it, it's like, it's not really what it's all wrapped up to be. You got your world championship now. Now you can rest. I think that, you know, teams like the Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs were actually, before they were winning world championships, they were kind of like, they played harder because they wanted to get that, that World Series. Now that they got it, it's like, okay, we got a World Series now. The fans are satisfied. That's why the Red Sox fans and, you know, Chicago Cubs fans make an example of them. You'll never be like us because we always want to win the World Series. We don't play for June. We play for October. We already know what it is going into the season. It's World Series or bust. I don't care about no wild card, no division titles, none of that. It's World Series or bust. I got my spot right there on Broadway, ready for the parade. It's going down. I haven't been there since 2009, right in front of Starbucks, right across the street from City Hall. It's no joke with the Yankees fans. We ready. St. Louis Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. They haven't added anybody from outside the organization. Um, Marcelo Suna is gone. The National League Central looks like, you know, uh, you know, teams are trying to, you know, trying to come up. Cincinnati's trying to get better. Um, you already know what it is with the Cubs, you know. But um, the Cardinals, man, you know, they were 10th in the National League in runs, 11th in average, 9th in on-base percentage, and 12th in slugging. So, I mean, with Marcelo Osuna being out, and he started off slow last year. So, with him being gone, now, you know, I think that, you know, the Cardinals now could focus on some other things now. They might want to try to get, you know, some, some winning done before Yadier Molina retires, you know. But um, we'll see what happens. They won 91 games last year, so that's nothing to sneeze at. Um, the New York Mets, they were – they they – cut off their nose to spite their face before the season started. They hired Carlos Beltran to be their manager. Carlos Beltran is not their manager now. They got a situation with Yorin and Cespedes. They got a situation with Edwin Diaz. He was supposed to be the, 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 the major piece in that deal last, the, the deal that got them Robinson Cano. Edwin Diaz is going to, it was garbage. So that they had to go and get, uh, um, uh, uh, Batances from the Yankees, and I hope that Batances has a good year, just not against us. All right. Um, if the Mets can get off to a good start, they have a good team, and uh, again, they can compete in that National League East. It's going to be tough against those Nationals and the Braves, and then the Phillies are trying to be on to come up too. So again, you know, it's, it's going to be hard. It's going to be a hard road to hold for the for the New York Mets. Um, Arizona, the Diamondbacks. Stalin Marte, I think he is going to be really, really a key member of what the Diamondbacks do this year. 
I don't think they're going to be able to, you know, compete for a division with the Dodgers. But I think, you know, there'll be a team that'll put some heat on the Dodgers. They won 85 games last year. You know, um, can we, can we pencil them in for 90? We'll see. Because we're going to do the um, over and unders on uh, March the 1st for Major League Baseball. We'll do that on the uh, After Further Review page. Make sure you check that out. All right. Um, the Milwaukee Brewers, their rotation is suspect. Very, very suspect. Hoping that, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Braun, he's 36 years old now, and Kristen Yellich, he comes back from his injury. They could do some things, but they need some pitching. Straight like that. They need some pitching. Um, the Phillies, Philadelphia Phillies, they can either win the division in the National League East, which I don't think is going to happen, or they can finish in fourth. Their offense looks, you know, pretty decent, hoping that Bryce Harper can, you know, have a better year than he did last year. He had a decent season, but it wasn't, you know, the Bryce Harper that people talk about. They've been wanting to make him the best player in baseball for the last three or four years now. All right? I mean, on paper, he could be, but I don't see it when I'm looking at it. I don't see that. Okay? Um, Cincinnati Reds. This is everybody's team that they're going to adopt for the 2020 season. Cincinnati Reds got some things. Um, they're, in a, they're in a perfect division where they can come up and, and, and surprise some people. They're going to be playing, you know, in the, in the division with the Cardinals and the, the Pirates and, and, and the uh, Chicago Cubs and the Brewers. So the National League Central should be very, very exciting that the, now that the Cincinnati Reds have gotten a little bit better. But, we'll, you know, that has yet to be seen. But I'm thinking that they're going to do better. They're going to be all right this year, Cincinnati. Um, we talk about breakout teams, a team that you want to adopt. A team that everybody might want to talk about adopting in the American League is the Chicago White Sox. They are going to be good. The White Sox are going to be good. They're going to be, they won 72 games last year. They're going to win way more than that this year. They're going to win way more than that. I think they'll be closer to, you know, the, the high 80s. They might win 88, 89 games this year. You know what I mean? Depending on, you know, what they, you know, if, they, if all those guys that they got, you know, can, can have, you know, decent years, the White Sox will be okay. All right? Um, Los Angeles Angels. Yeah, man, that trade for Jock Peterson, it didn't work, man. That would have been really, really big for the Angels if they would have got their hands on Jock Peterson, you know, uh, and, uh, and, Ross, and Ross Stripling. But it didn't work out. So I think the Angels are going back now to Mediocrity City. They take the bus back to Mediocrity City. Um, the Padres, another team that's in Mediocrity City, even though they, they added Manny Machado, but – what does that mean? Um, they had a chance. They were in the mix for Mookie Betts, which would have changed their whole perspective around. But they did get Tommy Pham. And Tommy Pham will be a very good addition to that team. So, again, I think that um, what the Padres have to do is just concentrate on getting better. That's all. Concentrate on getting better. Try to win, you know, 80 games, 82 games. You know what I mean? Because you're a big disappointment last year. Let's call it like you see it. Big disappointment. They have one of the best young players in the league and Fernando Tatis Jr. You know what I mean? So they're supposed to do some things. All right? Um, 
that's that's it right now, man. We go we're gonna get more into baseball as the season progresses, you know, spring training and all of that. Major League Baseball season opening day is March the twenty sixth. All right. Um, we'll have our over-unders on March the 1st. We haven't come up with a date yet for the um, 2020 Major League Baseball preview, but pay attention and stay tuned. We'll have that for you real soon. All right? Um, we're going to get into the three-minute rant right now. The three-minute rant starts right now. Um, I want to talk about college basketball, okay? Um, a lot of people are, you know, disappointed in you know, North Carolina Tar Heels and what they haven't been doing and things of that nature. I just think that, you know, it happens, you know, um, you know, you have those seasons where you, you know, you, you're not where you, where you want to be. And I think that is the case for the, um, North Carolina Tar Heels. I know Roy Williams, you know, was looking forward to having, you know, a, a, a decent year, but Cole Anthony had got injured. So if you want to use that as an excuse, you can, but, you know, when it comes to teams like North Carolina, there's no excuse. You know, Duke put it on them again, you know what I mean, in overtime. So that's just kind of like, that kind of sums up everything that's wrong with North Carolina this year, you know. But um, let's talk about some better things, man. Just a three-minute rant right now. We're talking college basketball. Um, San Diego State is still undefeated, all right, 24-0 and for the first time in school history. Shout out to Kawhi Leonard. That's his alma mater. Kansas, after all the nonsense that went on with them a couple of weeks back, they're 20 and three, have won eight games in a row. All right, doing their thing. Shout out to Devin Dotson. All right, double double machine. Um, Baylor, I think that, you know, what they're doing, a 21 game winning streak, you know, and, and in the middle of that 21 game winning streak, they beat Kansas. They beat Villanova. They beat Butler. So Baylor is, is doing their thing, man. So, again, respect to them. Gonzaga, they've won 17 games in a row. 13 of those games have been in double digits. Don't talk to me about Gonzaga until the tournament starts because we saw, we've seen this movie before with Gonzaga. We've definitely seen this movie before with them. And I'm not mad at what they're doing. They're doing what Gonzaga does. But let's get to the tournament and do like the NBA All-Star game. Once the tournament starts, everybody's at 0-0. Zero, zero. All right? All right, then. This is after further review, man. We're about to get up out of here. Shout out to my man, Bob James, for holding me down behind the board. Shout out to everybody, the whole Action VR Network crew, Chuck Skull, Sonny Cruz, Miss Cat, all y'all, man. I appreciate y'all to death. Shout out to my man, Wynn Walker, for checking in. Shorty Doo-Wop. We're paying attention to what's going on with you. Get them grades together. Everything will be everything. Um, make sure you check me out, man. Twitter at RMDesk. Uh, after further review on Facebook, we talk sports. Come hang out with us. Shout out to my man, OG Wood. Shout out to my man, Slate. Um, Kia. Not I mean? The whole unit, man. We're about to get up out of here, man. Make sure you check us out, man. All right? Um, War Room Sports. They hold us down. Shout out to my man, Dev, and them over there. I mean, you can check out the show on Warroom Sports, so we over there live. Make sure you get with us. All right? We're about to get up out of here, man. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all week. I'll talk to y'all next week. After further review, 2.0, 2.0, a.k.a. the Sideline Pass. I am the mayor, and I am out. Peace.